0: All right, we are live. What's up, everybody?
1: What Hello, is up? Hello, guys. You Welcome to the big, big show. show. <laughs> we got
0: the, the top row is in the U.S. The bottom row is in Costa Rica. Didn't yeah, you plan
2: that at, all. at? You See how they do us See how they set us up like that? <laughs> I didn't because even go to from
1: Costa Rica to here, everyone.
0: Here. I'll do this. Oh, oh. oh you're gonna going. mix there, it up. There you go. There you we go. The there we go.
2: He's a magician. He's a, hey, Pamela. <laughs> a great trick, Brett.
0: <laughs> hey, Miss Pamela's here. Always
2: good to Hello, see you, Pamela. Pamela. Hey, tonight we have a very special show with a very special guest, my co worker and, and good friend, Kone Zamora. Uh, he's one of our uh, top-notch psychologists, uh, breathwork, mindfulness, you name it. He's got it in his bag of tricks. This guy is, when I first met him back in uh, September, I was like, this dude here, he's got it.
1: <laughs> it's truly an honor to work with you, JR, and, and especially to have this space, guys. It's Jason Brett. Thank you very much also, man, for inviting me. It's Yeah, great,
3: great meeting man. you, dude. Yeah, excited yeah, thank to, you to for hear more here. about you, man. Yeah, I want to hear this story, man.
2: <laughs> hey, you want to you want to tell us a little bit about your past and, and about your uh future, what you're doing now? Uh
1: oh, for sure, man. Amazing
2: I'm, things you do, man. Show us some I'm of that in, dance
1: therapy you got going on. Oh um, it, the the music, music therapy, therapy too. Music therapy, actually. We're trying with Jr. We're trying to build this entire music therapy system that it's going to be amazing here in Costa Rica. Well, what can I tell you guys? Since I was born, I was born in a family that alcohol was the center of the social activities. So I, I don't remember anything uh, concerning to, to my social activities that was not in the presence of alcohol. So that was the start of of my my introduction into into the world of alcohol and drugs. After that, I was super, super hyperactive. I loved sports, served, especially soccer, basketball, martial arts. And of course, as you know, my specialty in transpersonal psychology started with my huge interest in non-ordinary states of consciousness. So when I finished high school, I was already using recreatively uh, some substances and started exploring in the, the non-ordinary states of consciousness, especially with psychedelics and with MDMA. And at a moment in Costa Rica, in the IAFA Institute, there was no research about that. I am I am a 79 model guy. So at that moment <laughs> in, in the 2000, in Costa Rica was something super new, the use of psychedelics and the use of ecstasy and, and MDMA. So I started doing research about the effects and about the entire new tribe new tribal formation with the rape and electronic parties and and all the, the psychedelics and the new stimulants and drugs of design that was starting to, to get used in, in Costa Rica on a, on a weekly basis. So I started doing this research with the, with the director of this center, which regulates everything related to drug and alcohol research. It's like a kind of a Costa Rican NIDA or something like that. And suddenly, yeah, <clears throat> I'm sorry. <clears throat> At some point of the of the research, we said, "Okay, it's super good, but we need like like experimental phase." And he said, "Yeah, kone, but you know the rules. We cannot do this without." Uh, Having a, a, a voluntary subject because we cannot use humans as in the research. At that moment, I was in the middle of my psychology career, almost finishing in the University of Costa Rica, my licenciatura, which is here in Costa Rica. We do a bachelor degree, and then we do like it's not even a major; it's more than that. We get we get a license in psychology, which is a, another two years of formation in the specialty you choose i was i was picking psychotherapy humanistic uh, psychotherapy so at that moment i offered myself guys to, to do the the research i said well we can do it with myself we can do a, an ethnographic research and i can step into the rave parties i can start using the psychedelics and i can start using the mdma and be part of the group of this new tribe and then we can we can go and step into the conclusions of the of the research ethnographic research and it started super good guys but i was finishing my licentiate. tour i was playing music because i'm i'm also a professional musician I was having a girlfriend doing martial arts, (laughs) studying guitar, uh, recording a CD uh, that that blocks in the University of Costa Rica are super tight. So I started getting very, very low levels of dopamine and started crossing that imaginary line between using in an experimental format and starting uh, becoming an addict. So at some point, guys, from that research through the rest of my career, I started using cocaine occasionally in order to sustain my sketch tools. And at some point, guys, I I didn't imagine what was going to happen to me. There was no coming back. I was already an addict. I was using every single day. I was using not only stimulants, I was using marijuana, I was using big amounts of alcohol. I remember I, I was always, I has always been a, 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 an A, A plus student cause I love to study. But at, at that point I was completely isolated in my room when I was in my home, still living with my mom and my brothers. And one day they came into my room and they, they started crying and they said, Kone, we love you. You are, you're the best, but we need to do something. You're going to die, dude. We're aware of your condition. You're, you're playing with fire. There's a point you're not going to be able to come back. I think you, you think you can handle it as a psychologist. You, you think you can handle it, that you're, you're just using the drugs in order to sustain your sketch tool, but you're already abusing from them, and you're going to end it up in, in the streets. You're going to end it up in jail. You're going to end it up dead. And you're not even going to notice that. That was my older brother talking to me. After that, my younger brother stepped into this kind of intervention and he said, Dude, I want to play you a song. And he played me, You Don't Have to Do It Alone by YouTube. And he said, "Please lean on me, man. I love you. You don't need to to struggle with this by yourself." And it was super hard, guys. Like I wasn't able to recognize that I was already an addict at that point, that I was using every single day in order to function. There was no fun, no fun about it. And they convinced me to see this uh, Betty Ford. Uh, Based in Costa Rica, he was a Betty Ford a counselor, credited counselor. And I, I remember the first session, I came into the session and I said to him, hey buddy, I'm here cause I need some contentions in order to deal with this drug situation I'm having. <laughs> and he said like, come on dude, what are you talking about? Drug, like contention? What contention dude? Are you an addict? You accept that you're an addict. You are having problems with drugs because that way I can help you out. If you if you're not aware that you're having a, a real problem that can cost you your life, I think you you need more more fire, man. So I said, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, I have problems with drugs. <laughs> it's, not, it's not actually contention, okay? I, I'm using a little bit more than I was <laughs> intending to. <laughs> so he said okay buddy we're gonna keep seeing each other but my first suggestion is that you need to go to a 12 steps meeting and because of your profile i would recommend you a narcotics anonymous session so i stepped into the narcotics anonymous session guys so arrogant and so full of fully fully full of pride and, and thinking I was better than everyone else. And when they started sharing the the, the bottom of, of their lives and of their addictions, I was like, okay, mm, I don't relate to this. I can be an addict, but I'm a light version, like the <laughs> <laughs> you understand me? Like, I am a light version. I don't belong here. I, I don't get relayed with these stories so, of uh, eating from the trash and, and going to jail. And I have, I have a job in a company uh, uh, as a director of marketing, as a psychologist. I was finishing my career. I was full of this pride and this arrogance. And I stepped out of the, of the meeting and guys went back to my room and almost killed myself. Mm-hmm. uh completely jr addiction blinds us for sure I, I completely agree with you and I was completely blind at that moment and for uh, of course in denial pre-contemplation unable to to understand what they was trying to share with me in those first meetings that was trying to save me this entire uh, road right of of pain and suffering. They was trying to avoid me, that suffering. And I was trying to, to put myself in, in a higher standard, like, oh, no, I'm better than you guys. You don't know how to use. <laughs> imagine how crazy. You don't know how to use that. That's the reason you <laughs> ended up like that. I remember one of the, of the members of Narcotics Anonymous told me the same thing as my first counselor. He told me Kone, I'm super sad about you, but I think you, you, th- you need to live more pain. You need to, to experience more pain, more bottom, in order to understand that this happens to all of us. It's a chronic and, pro- and progressive disease. You're not in a problem. You have a disease. It's more than, than, than just a problem. You have a condition. You have a condition, so you need to work on that condition. Otherwise, it's going to get even worse and worse. And the things we're sharing with you that you're not able to relate with, you're going to live them by yourself, man. There's three endings, jails, institutions, or death. Mm -hmm. Oh, guys, uh, I mean, I came back to my room almost uh, died from... um, from an overdose at that moment. I I was already finishing my psychology career. I'm sorry. And I remember a friend in in a party, actually one of my birthday parties. I was so drunk that I wasn't able to, to, to walk, but I said, no, I will stop tomorrow. Okay. I will stop tomorrow. I will try tomorrow today. I'm going to give it the last try. So I drank so much that he, he lifted me up through the stairs of this fancy place in, in San Jose. And when we was going into his car, I start puking like whoa, whoa. all my, my interior was out and all over the place. And he said, No, man, I'm not gonna drive you inside my car unless you're you get better, because you're gonna puke all over my car, and I'm not open to that. So I said, what can we do, man? Yeah, one last tour, man. (laughs) Imagine that, Jason, exactly. And I said, okay, what can we do, dude? And he was from Ecuador, and he brought out his box of cigarettes. And he, he, he pulled one cigarette out it was like the point of the cigarette was like scrambled in and he started warming up and it started getting like caramel color. And, and he said, take this, man. I was so drunk that I didn't even ask what's this. And I smoked it. And I remember I started flying in the sky, like with diamonds and everything. And like 15 minutes after we was dancing with some girls in another place. And, I went back to my home and I said, okay, what happened, but I'm not sure. But I'm I'm truly I truly want to do that again. Guys, next weekend we went out again. And he said, Okay, I have the tricky. He used to call it tricky. I had the, the tricky. You want some after the drinks? Yeah, sure for sure. Let's do it. Tricky. I don't know what the hell it is that, but let's do it. So we fly again and everything, I went back to my place and I slept and next weekend the same until after three months, guys, of doing this every single weekend, we came, uh, he came to pick me up and I said, you have the tricky, imagine, you know how the evolution works in, in the, the use of substances. So I was more concerned about the tricky than about the place we was going. So I was preparing the scenario. Okay, if we, ha- if we have the tricky, we-, we can go. And he said, no, I don't have any. We need to-, to call the guy and go and buy it. So he called it and it was like, like a fancy dealer. He-, he stepped into the car and he said, okay, Gustavo, what do you want? Marijuana, cocaine, or crack? And I said, eh, mm, what? We want tricky. And he said, Mm, no, I have marijuana, cocaine, or crack, and Gustavo was super scared in the car, and he looked at me and said, "Yeah, Coney, that's the way you call that drug in here in Costa Rica." Okay, three months, and I was smoking crack on a, on a daily basis with him without knowing it. So I was completely addicted to it at that point. Mm-hmm. in in my In the beginning of my using. I was super aware of the of the compulsion of the, and the obsession that, that main characteristics of my personality, obsessive compulsive personality. So since the beginning, I said to myself, I'm never going to try a crack or I'm never going to try heroin because that will break me up in meal in, in 1000 pieces. So at that point, guys, that evening, I had my best friend right next to me. Telling me that we had three months using crack, and I was already a crack addict. So that was the beginning of the end of my personality. I started, I, I already met uh, this freaking fancy dealer. I started buying on a daily basis my doses, and I ended up losing everything. I ended up losing my job. I ended up losing my, my couple. I ended up losing my family. Um, and I ended up arriving for, to my first recovery center here in Costa Rica. And um, it was
0: ruh, ruh, raggy. I think we lost him for a second. LJ, are you <laughs> muted?
2: I was wondering what that was. What he was talking about, it. I was like, "Was he know. saying tricky or freaky? Freaky?" I, I thought, thought he said it was tricky. Tricky. I was, I was hearing tricky. Yeah, I was hearing tricky. I was like, I was thinking it was hash, maybe. I bet it was freaky. I think it's <laughs> Hey, you want to? Yeah, you want to run the uh, the video, Brett?
0: Sure. Yeah, we'll run the video and hopefully, uh Kone gets reconnected but we got a short little clip of him performing live uh i guess this was, was here recently uh, so let me roll that clip
1: Rock and
3: Yeah, hey, what's it? up,
1: guys? I'm sorry, I uh, you lost me. I already put my phone because apparently there was something happening with the Wi-Fi, and I was in my computer at that moment. So I I ran out and and connected through my phone. No nice. worries, man. No worries. Is that
2: Costa Rican uh, Wi-Fi, man?
1: <laughs> yeah, you told Costa Rica. Wow, technology, man we we have we have trees we have seas we have mountains we don't have good internet man Why I tell you? yeah
3: yeah
2: hey,
1: well, hey 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 guys we're, we're
2: roughing it down here just so y'all know y'all stay it's up there man. it's rough down here
3: yeah i bet it really is <laughs> so so hey Coney, you were where you kind of really started breaking up before we lost you completely was right around when you said that you just found out from your best friend that for three months you've been, you know, smoking crack, and now you're a full-blown crack addict, basically. And then it just got real choppy anyway, so why don't you go from
1: there, bro? Completely, my man. Uh, I mean, guys, since uh, since the beginning, I I told myself, because as, as a psychology student, I, I realized from a lot of signs and patterns that I was... Ha, i i have an obsessive compulsive tendency in my personality structure so i said okay Conan, you like to at, at that point i was still on denial so i i was saying like you like to experience uh, uh, ex, do experimental drug use but never do crack or heroin because otherwise you will get talking that point. at that point and you're probably gonna die on it so it was the beginning of the end of my life, guys. At that at that point, it was a transitional stage into a, a deeper and darker place, man. I ended up uh, almost dying again in my room, now with crack cocaine. And I started going to... I decided to go to my first rehab. It was a Minnesota model. And I stayed there for 28 days, and they offered me to do a, 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 a relapse prevention program of 15 days more. And after that, they hired me. They offered me to stay as house manager of the place. And after that, as I started training myself as an accredited as a counselor. And I get super involved in recovery, guys. But I was not as involved as I was needing to with the, with the 12 steps. So again, I started having reservations. And after a period of time, I started relapsing, chronic relapsing. I was, I was not open to accept my condition in the total dimension of the word. And I started thinking that I was able to use one more time, maybe a beer or maybe marijuana or maybe some steel and that my problem was only with crack and guys it was crazy shit. i know you can relate to this because it happened to all to 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 a lot of 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 us in in the in in the first stages of of our recognition right so i i ended up using the substances that supposedly was not a, a problem for me and I ended up losing again control and using crack like uh, like crazy. So it was the kind of a, a, the, the big trap I experienced in my, in my recovery. And in the moments of, of recovery and sobriety guys, which there was a lot of them, uh, the first uh, 13 years of, of this experience, I remember I used to have like 10 months, 11 months, never capable of doing one entire year. But in those 10, 11 months, I was able to do an entire master degree or an entire training in, in a, a different discipline of my career. I went to Buenos Aires, Argentina and trained in memory regressions. I I introduced myself into hypnosis. I introduced myself into yoga in Mexico. I remember I went to a Saling Institute and and started my transpersonal journey until I applied into the Institute of Transpersonal Psychology and started studying a PhD in transpersonal psychology. But I wasn't able to sustain my, my own recovery for more than one year. So I ended up relapsing 29 times, guys, 29 times, like I've met. 20 different models of treatment all along my 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 life and i ended up knowing every single kind of reservation or mistake i was able to make in my program until i i completely surrendered to the 12 steps and i started integrating in my own experience uh, in my own recovery, all the tools from transpersonal psychology, Jungian psychology and holistic psychology that I, that I was learning from years of of education. So uh, I remember I started in Nueva Vida as a house manager, became a counselor, finished my master's degree in, in, in psychology and then started my PhD and then I became a uh clinical director for a couple of places here in costa rica and then i ended up messing with my own recovery man like a stubborn crazy <laughs> getico, man like okay it let's go again let's try it again man until i had the 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 my my actual sponsor And he started introducing me to the the true surrender, to the 12 steps. But I was not ready yet, guys. There was the need of experiencing more pain, more suffering. So I had the the last relapse while I was a clinical director for a a very beautiful place here in, in the mountains of Costa Rica. And I ended up so so ashamed and guilty about it that I ended up living on the streets. I ended up uh, scamming people. I, I speak five languages. So I remember I, I used to keep myself very presentable, like with good clothes and everything, at least a couple of of good uh, shirts and everything and, and like a hick like pack, right? A, a big hick pack. Uh, like a backpack, I, I'm, I'm, that's what I'm trying to say. Like a backpack. So I used to go to through San Jose, uh, talking in Italian and in English, asking for money because I was lost and somebody stole my passport and everything. And it was crazy, guys. I was I was doing like three, four, five hundred dollars per day scamming people with this crazy argument that I was out of my country and I was <laughs> intending to go back and find a hotel and go to the embassy. And imagine that the the state I was every single time I got my dose, right? because I was super paranoid all the people that helped me out with care and with compassion and with love was appearing from all the corners and under the grass and from the trees and it was exploding bombs and killing me all the time because of the guilt and shame that you know it's one of the of the main cores of the of the addiction right and I lost I lost everything on, on that stage guys uh, my music, my family, my my relationships, my profession, work, everything. I ended up doing only scams in the street and and throwing through through the garbage all the all the all the all my life purpose at that moment. And one of my best friends came into San Jose and he he started crying and saying, "Kone, please." man give yourself the last chance you can you can do it man i i I don't want to see you dying on the streets man i know you can pay for a hotel every single night but look at you man you're you're dying your spirit is dead right now you're you're dying. your soul and i said okay man i will give it a try I, i remember i break down guys and i started crying like big time and he, he he picked me up like two hours after and brought me into a Christian recovery center. And I stayed there three days sleeping and eating like crazy. <laughs> like if it was the end of the world. And at the third day, I woke up in the middle of the night. I remember I had this expensive cell phone still with me saved in a in a safe place before getting another reservation right before getting into the recovery center i i hide it and so when i i woke up at 2am no one, 1 30 1:30am that night after 3 days of staying in detox i got my phone put it on my back it was a faraway place in the mountains of costa rica so i tried to locate a place at 1 30 am in the middle of the of the mountains to find crack. So it was crazy shit. When I arrived to this ghetto, they thought I was an undercover agent. So they tried to kill me with a machete. Two Nicaraguan persons tried to kill me with a machete. And I was so crazy that I I started running away. And I remember after like one mile of running from them, they was still on my back. I saw it in one corner of the, of, the, of the road. I saw a beautiful house, so I tried to open the, the, the glass windows. Uh, no, the glass doors. It was like temperate glass. You got me, right? If, if there's something in my pronunciation that you cannot understand, please let me know. But oh, wow. it was like temperate <laughs> gla- glass, okay? So after that, I tried on the bathroom window and surprise it was open so i got into the the bathroom and i stayed there very very quiet it was super dark inside the place it was a beautiful house two two stories house and the guys passed by running so i stayed there like five ten minutes while my heartbeat went down and i said okay I'm safe. I'm here in the middle of an unknown house. (laughs) I only have one cell phone on my back. Nobody's gonna (laughs) buy it. I don't know where to to find drugs. I need to get a a taxi through San Jose. So let's see what's inside this place. (laughs) Let's go, I'm already inside. Let's see what's for me here. And I (laughs) opened the the bathroom door and sneaked it in my my head and i said oh my god it was a beautiful place there was a computer on the on the main table there was like a bluetooth speaker there was some money a, a far away from the place and man i went i went completely crazy i was already crazy but i said what what the fuck at the end i'm going to i'm going to go and waste my life i'm going to enter into this place and as soon as i stepped out of the bathroom guys the alarm starts sounding like whoa whoa whoa, whoa. i said holy shit, man let's get out of here so i stepped back i went through the window of the bathroom and i was at that moment got kind of so calmed because i was not considering i i did something wrong because i didn't steal anything from the place that i was in in this like moral and and mental review and i was like Coney, come on dude you have a, a life that you can rescue, you can recover. Go back to the recovery center, man. This is a mistake. You already uh, put an alarm on. You can die trying to get uh, high, man. Let's go back. And guys, I was reconsidering the entire situation, walking back through the recovery center, when I heard the, the the police sirens, like, whoa, woo, 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 And they ran into me when I was crossing the main street of the place and I said okay gentlemen what you're doing here at this time of the of the night and i said mm, to be honest i was in a recovery center and i escaped <laughs> okay. but i truly regret that i'm going back officer and he said oh yeah mm, okay can you wait with my partner here because i need to go and check on a house that apparently somebody tried to steal from from it and i said yes sir yes officer i can stay here and they asked me for my id and and everything and i gave them my id they checked on the system i was completely clean of any kind of charges and one of the officers stayed with me and the other one came into the back into the car and he went to the place in costa rica guys in those kind of situations when you didn't commit a, a severe crime they usually leave, leave you in in the cell of the police station for the entire evening, and they le- let you go at the next day. So I said, "Oh my God, I'm gonna I'm gonna sleep in the police station." Five minutes after, guys, I see that the I saw the, the police patrol coming back, and there was another guy, a big guy, with him in the in the shotgun, and he he came out of the car and and start beating my shit out like hardcore style, And he was like, you was trying to steal my house. I'm gonna kill you. And the officer was not doing anything. As I told you, I was fully trained in martial arts. So after a couple of punches, I defended myself and then I immobilized the guy and they got me in handcuffs. And the guys, the guy, the big guy came out with a nine millimeters and he put it in my head and he said, I'm gonna kill you, dude. I'm going to kill you. This is what you will see if 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 I was able to, to get you inside my place. I will kill you. And I started telling the police, come on, man, this is completely surreal. I have two police officers in front of me and a guy is threatening me. That's going to mm-hmm. kill me and you're not doing anything. What was my crime? I don't understand. This is a crime. What was mine? And suddenly a girl from a house went out and she said, like, come on, officers, what's happening? This guy is gonna kill this 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 boy. What, what are you doing here? And they put it, me back in the patrol and they brought me into the police station. They left me like in a in a in a little cell all all the rest of the of the late evening. And at 8 a.m. of the next day, guys, they brought me to the district attorney's office, <clears throat> and they accused me of aggravated robbery, and they led me 5 to 15 years of jail. Um, I was not understanding the situation at that moment. Uh, I was, like, in shock, like, what's happening here? aggravated robbery you need to use a gun you need to break a place you need to actually steal something from the place okay to give you guys a resume the oh, the owner of the house I stepped in in a in an open window without breaking anything or using any kind of guns or arms was one of the top officers of the Costa Rican FBI <laughs> He oh. was the, the top crime investigator, crime scene investigator of Costa Rica. So he accused me of uh, aggravated robbery. He put it, some uh, uh, screwdrivers and he messed up the window. And he accused me of stealing, believe it or not, guys, twenty thousand colones from his house that never appeared when they when they checked on me. The police checked on me and I only had my phone and he accused me of robbing from his place, 20,000 phones that never appeared. And they brought me into preventive, preventive prison for one entire year until the, the trial was celebrated. The, 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 uh, the formal audience that they was accusing me for five to 15 years of, yeah. of jail. I ended up staying one year in jail with all kinds of criminals, like uh, killers, uh, drug dealers, uh, rapers, everything all mixed up. And that was the moment I truly surrendered, guys, From, since day one. People around me was smoking crack all day, using marijuana, using all kinds of drugs that they, they can smuggle into the, the prison. And I stayed one year sober. I created the first Narcotics Anonymous group on jail. I created also a worship project over there to sing uh, songs on a daily basis uh, to, the, to our higher power. Uh, in that case, I, I was truly believing in Jesus Christ as the opportunity of changing my life. And I stayed sober for one entire year guys until I, I got into the main audience with uh three judges. Two of them found me guilty no evidence and one of them found me completely innocent. So they won. They they put me a five years sentence of a crime that never existed because of the influence of this FBI agent in the in the process, and they left me. Uh, c- came back to my place, to my mom's place, but with a, a bracelet with a monitor. So I I needed to be like uh, in 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 my home prison, right? Uh, for the for the remaining four years of of my sentence. Yeah, that was the beginning of my actual recovery. Um. This is a beautiful part that you're going to love. It's
3: guys. a lot of built-in accountability, though, you know, some really uh, powerful
1: <laughs> level <laughs> accountability. <Yeah. laughs> and, guys, you're going to love this. I, I came back home, and, well, my public defender, uh, she told me when we was in jail that she was super interested in getting to know me better. That when I was back home, she she went to visit me and we started seeing each other and we started meeting and we started falling in love. Nice. <laughs> and she's wow. my actual couple. She's the mom of my kid.
0: Oh, nice. wow. <laughs>
1: uh, that ass. Yes, sir. Had a boy, Conan. She was, Conan.
2: Brett. She <laughs> was my
1: father. <laughs> She was my public defender Brett, the the guy that trying to harm me with this fallacy of accusing me of a a crime that never existed in order to punish me because I broke his ego because he was the one that left the window open. I know I am super accountable and responsible of my actions, but this was like a deep analysis I made of the anger of this guy, right? And guys, I mean, it's it's amazing. He completely changed my life. He was the 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 channel that my higher power used in order to bring me into this beautiful recovery process. Amen, brother. Here, baby. Here. I I don't like pictures as much as I like live version. Oh, hey. Hey, (laughs) Nice (laughs) to see you again. (laughs) So awesome. And this is Santiago, guys.
2: Hey, oh. Santiago.
1: Hello, baby.
2: Hi, Jr. <laughs> I got to attend your baby shower last uh when I flew in Saturday.
1: That's awesome. <laughs> yeah.
2: Hi, <laughs> photo. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the, I
1: the picture there. It's stuck on. with Jr.
2: lindas.
1: I love you, babe. I love you. Te amo, mi amor.
2: I I love I love being around them. They, they they give off such a a love vibe that it's it's like insane.
3: That's killer.
2: Going it as a hell of a story, dude. I, I never heard your story till just now.
3: Yeah, that that shit just got crazier and crazier, and yeah. dude, I just kept on thinking like, bam, 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 bam. <laughs> He's hitting all these points in in his story that it's like, yup. And, you know, similarly, dude, I had to learn every single fucking thing the hard way, Yeah, you know, every step of the way. And I can really relate a lot to that. You know, like just every mistake <laughs> I could make every thinking that I know better than everybody. I mean, and I wasn't, uh, you know, avid scholar such as yourself either, but I, I fucking always thought I was smarter than the next guy, you know. So I get it, dude. Men having like, all that time over like, here Oh
1: my god, I'm smarter than you are. Oh, yeah. You wanna eat from the trash, you wanna go to jail, you wanna be homeless, you wanna heal yourself. That's what you're gonna get, my man. Yeah. They warned you to learn from my experience. That's what they you're warned you get, <laughs> that's die? that's that's the happy ending of this shit, yeah. Man. yeah. <laughs>
3: Yeah, yeah, but they did warn you.
1: The way
2: about we're it.
1: doing it right now, JR, the way yeah. we're doing it right now, Brett. if you're at your place right now and you're listening to this story and you, you say like, oh my God, this is too much or this is not going to happen to me, you're looking at Kone 15 years ago. So yeah. say to mm-hmm. yourself that, you can go to the meetings. You can go to our recovery program. You can stick to the winners that they already know how to how to do this, man. Yeah. One day you know at a time. One day yeah. at a time. Yeah. And yeah. We, we, we do recover. Amen. Amen. You know,
3: I always tell people, I'm like, you don't have to know anything. All you have to do is ask somebody that does and let them show you or tell yeah. you what to do.
2: Open, let honest, them, and willing.
3: Yep. Let them kind of be your brain. You know, like make help you make decisions and shit for a while till you feel like you're comfortable enough that you can maybe make some decent decisions on your own, you know. Shit.
2: Hey, hey shout out to our uh our Costa Rica recovery uh people that are watching. I see them see them in the comments. Hey, it's past your bedtime, turn those phones in.
1: what was that it's in the front of my book actually I love everyone love the entire world I love life but for my people in Costa Rica recovery I truly love you guys thank you very much for being connected in this beautiful experience and thank you very much guys once again to Jordani my man (laughs) Jordani is an amazing surfer guys so Jason, Brett if you want to learn how to surf this is the guy I
3: don't know if my back would have my
2: laptop.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, I was just showing. So my my first sponsor had me write in the very front of my book. I know nothing. I know nothing on the very first page. Not a damn thing. Dude, that's funny. And then the last page says, I still know nothing.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Yeah, I always it, say man. that. That's probably one of my my biggest quotes if people would say, like, one of the things that they hear me say all the time in the podcasts and stuff. It's that the best thing I learned in my recovery is that I don't know shit.
1: I don't know nothing.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
3: Guys,
1: I agree. And you can tell JR, after all this years of studying and everything, I, I live my life so simply. Like, I mean, I don't know a shit. I don't, I don't, I, I, I learn every single day when I start, when I, when I wake up, I just surrender to my higher power. And I said, What do you need me today, my man? Just put Amen. me there. What do you need me? What, what are you going to teach today? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Hopefully,
2: someone that heard your, hears your story tonight will be like, That, that's me. I need to, I need to, you know, get my life back on track. You know, because we all know where it ends, you know, it's jails, institutions, or death, and today it's more likely it's gonna be death, and
0: right. you know, it's oh we had a we had a question from Pamela that I missed in all the excitement. She was asking if Kone's wife lost her job because of their relationship. That's a good question.
1: What? Yeah. I'm sorry. Did,
0: did... Pamela was asking if, if your uh, if your wife or fiance did she lose her job because you guys got involved romantically?
1: Actually, no, because in that, in a in a different stage, we started our relationship in a different stage. So I was already released from, from her department. So right. that was the moment we formalized our relationship. Before that, we were just friends. When I passed into that, because there's like an amount of time, Brett, That here in costa rica you have the sentence but it's not firm you can still uh, go to an appeal in 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 two instances so she was still my public defender at that time when i had my firm sentence they passed me to another department so she was not uh, uh, vinculated with me anymore so at that moment we said okay I love you. Hell <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: That's
3: awesome. Oh my God. Kone.
2: Hey, <laughs> when are you going to put on a uh, recovery concert for our page, man? We could stream it, man. No you know, a little, little hour show or something like that, man. He's like right, <laughs> right, now. right now. Oh, that's right,
1: cool. <laughs> I mean, guys, Kone is not Kone without a guitar. Like- <laughs> I love it. On the stars, let me see what's strength It's like in Jupiter and Mars. In other words, hold my hand, in other words, baby, we kiss me. Feel my God with song and let me sing forevermore. You're the one I long for, all I worship and adore. In other words, oh, please be
2: true. In other words. I love you oh yeah
3: yeah oh god great (laughs) song great pick kone you're the uh, shit,
0: man
2: we should run your uh kone acoustico page hang on brad i'll see if i can grab it real quick
0: yeah i I, am not
1: prepared i don't have that one (laughs) the kone acoustico Actually I'm recording right now guys so as soon as I release the song and and hopefully a video please let's I would love to share it with you guys
3: We'd love to hear it man
1: And actually yes. there's another part of the story guys that you are going to believe <laughs> <laughs> Okay when I was in jail there there was this 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 contest about designing a strategy of writing a book a biographic book of the most rewarded Mexican chef of the story he has at this point he has eight Michelin stars so it was editorial in in Spain in in Madrid Spain and they brought this contest to 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 propose strategies because we was we was still in in covid period so it was very hard to to travel to new york in order to to interview this chef that has the restaurant there in long island new york it's called casa enrique so i participate in the contest and i won the contest so I wrote the entire book with an strategy of interviews with a monitor from my house, through through WhatsApp, and I did fourteen recipes of the chef on a daily basis, uh, interviewing him from Costa Rica through New York in the restaurant Casa Enrique, and the book is gonna be released in, Mo- in April. Wow! The- awesome. Wow, Congrats, dude. <laughs> <laughs>
3: You are blessed, man. You are blessed. And uh, you definitely have a higher power that's got your back to, to get you through uh, what you went through. And then, you know, I mean, and it's crazy, too, because like you said, every time you put a little stint together, you would earn another degree or another another, you know, certification. And holy shit, you know, like all this stuff. I I can only imagine when you finally were homeless, you probably just felt like what? What was the point,
1: right? Completely, completely, Jason. Imagine it was... In total, it was 11 years of university, my man. Wow. years of university. Wow. And the craziest thing, guys, in order to for people to understand the dynamic, the crazy dynamic as a chronic relapser, in the 13 years was using, <clears throat> guys, there was a period of time you put all together, maybe was 11 years of recovery and two years of active using. But spread it all along the way, like 10 months, two weeks, 11 months, one month, Uh, 10 months, two weeks. And that dynamic for 13 years, Jason, almost cost my life, man. Mm -hmm. I was decided to die. Mm -hmm. I was super tired. I remember yeah. that, that, that one of the, the main experiences, I remember when I cried, like with my entire body, mm. was the first time I I went into a garbage bag in order to search for food, and I brought it out and it was completely decomposed. Like, oh. was mm. like I started crying and, and bench on my knees, and I said, oh my God, this is what they told me was going to happen,
3: dude. Totally,
1: how- yeah.
3: And I mean, yeah. when you're such a high achiever like that, dude, and it—it's it, hard to let go of that illusion of control and to think that you really—they say you your ego needs to be smashed, right?
1: right, right. I'm sorry, guys. I'm back in the computer, so it's better. <laughs>
3: uh, but, you know, they say your ego needs to be smashed, and you just really needed a extra smashing, you know? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Completely, Jason. And it was it was like I, I started telling you guys. It was so hard for me because I, I thought I was better. I was smarter. I was superior. This program was not for me. I was unable to surrender. So I mean, guys, my my ego, my my ego broke in, in a thousand pieces, and I ended up especially in, in the streets and in jail. I remember and, and Jr. Too bad that I didn't send you this this video because guys, I started. surrounded Costa Rican prisons I know all prisons are super dangerous but Costa Rican prisons are in the top five like I mean you you can get killed like immediately over there and I remember Jason I was I was inside jail and I saw the first guy died in front of me Staple and I and I was not even able to look at him because if you keep looking they will kill you too because you're you're uh, we call it a sapo, like a, like a snitch. You, you cannot even look at them. You, you need to turn yourself and nothing is happening. And I remember this, this sound of the screams of this guy recorded in my head. Mm. And I started in a very logo therapy mode, guys, asking myself what life is expecting from me mm. in this situation. Because I was unable, Brett, to expect something from life in that context. It was hell, JR. It was pure hell. So if I looked around me, there was pure criminals, killers, rapers, all all crazy fighting, killing each other, using drugs. I was clean. I was trying to meditate. There was reggaeton sounding all, all the prison. So it was a crazy environment. So I stopped saying what's the meaning of this experience and i started asking myself what life is is expecting about you in this experience so guys at the next day i found out two main answers i was there to bring service to humanity like to release control of my life and put my life in service of my higher power. What, what do you expect me to do today? And I started singing. I started doing group uh, therapy, group therapy sessions. We opened DNA. And at the end guys, between all these long time criminals, I ended up as a boss of the, of the prison and we collect all the, all the knives. There was no fights no kills no drugs at the end of the period and i have a video that i'm gonna share with you guys oh all the prisoners worshipping wow the in the middle of the cell all together in a hog I, I... what
0: <laughs> the wi-fi Lost. strikes again yeah, <laughs> Why I got him. Oh, I can see Mine.
1: My... <laughs> <laughs> you there? I am here, but hey, we got him. Okay, better if I keep on the phone, guys.
3: <laughs> A for effort. <laughs>
2: hey, can you post it in the chat? Can you post it in our private chat? Maybe Brett can run it from there. Yeah,
3: because Brett can share it. Where's
1: the? Uh... Let Let me see, because, I, I I are you looking at me or or I disappeared if I do the search. You disappeared on us, yeah, okay, that's all right. okay, I'll be out just one second in order to to find it in my in my cell phone. You're gonna love it, guys. I mean it's super powerful you you're gonna see like serial killers, drug dealers, uh rapers all together singing and worshipping in the middle of a, a Costa Rican jail hey Brittany,
2: about time you showed up she's another uh employee with us good friend hey Brittany, how are you and we can run the video again if you want oh other yeah way, that would be awesome.
1: amazing
2: I'm sending it to Brett on his messenger.
0: Nope. I thought no I,
2: I clicked play while you while the music was going. I was like, oh, no, but then I forgot that I was muted. <laughs> no, no
1: <pressure.
2: laughs> Last time I did that, I got exiled from, from the show for three months.
1: It's By not the true, Kone. It's not don't, true, don't listen it, to him. I I sense it. <laughs> He's full of it. <laughs> I... I uh, we're truly honored, Jr. by the way, to have you on our family, man, on our Costa Rica family. You're you're an amazing person, my man.
2: Hey, hey, Kone was one of the reasons why I chose to come up here. The, 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 when I met the staff, it was like, it was the staff that I was like, I got to be part of this. I mean, they got such a great program, great location. I mean, it's Costa Rica. I'll rough it down here for a couple years, you know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Costa Rica, baby.
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm happy to be part of the team man we're gonna do oh, some yeah, amazing man. things
1: we're truly honored my man we get that exactly. we
2: get that music therapy going exactly, exactly. oh yeah
1: it's a wonderful you, man
2: lock it down yeah facebook messenger brett i haven't i haven't received Did it yet get it? i'm i'm waiting maybe i sent I'm it too quick waiting maybe I sent it to the wrong breath
3: <laughs> you would, you would how, do that how many of us are there
1: so where are you guys right now Minnesota oh nice
3: yeah what's, you went to treatment here
1: what's the weather like
2: <laughs> up there
3: it's not horrible I mean it <clears throat> excuse me we just had a like a freezing rainstorm on uh Tuesday night overnight so almost didn't even get to work yesterday like I I just told the dude because I'm a traffic control foreman so like we shut down a lane of traffic right and sent back and forth and I was like hell no we ain't doing nothing for the first few hours and then it warmed up to like 32 you know it so it was up. 32. Well that's you know past the freezing point so then this that ice melted you know cuz the roads are treated so it, it worked out and we were able to get a full day in yesterday and then last week we had a big ass snowstorm like i don't know some places got like 16 inches or something like that oh my Um,
1: god man imagine it was it
3: was crazy there was fucking cars everywhere in the ditch and i don't know i didn't work because we had friday and monday off for new year's and then tuesday and wednesday no work because of the snowstorm so i only got to work two days that week so i ended up with a six-day holiday weekend
0: (laughs) (laughs) yes Hey, so ahead. like
3: this week's not been snowing and it's been like you know in the 20s or 30s which is balmy for this time of year here so I love it I'm like yes hey, it's beautiful out here oh, hey
2: man. hey you guys you guys are gonna trip <laughs> out on this uh when you when uh, you told me about the snowstorm I think uh <laughs> that was when we, I was like yeah let's run a uh, let's run an ad in a, in a in a newspaper up there we, we've got one in that phoenix phoenix <laughs>
3: <laughs> hell yeah like uh, don't you guys in wish the that the you South were in Star. costa
2: rica right now
3: let's go have
2: exactly.
1: a bonfire
3: meeting on the beach man yeah surfers we, man we
1: can show you a picture of yesterday's sunset <laughs> on uh. the beach <laughs>
3: Yeah, he's always mm-hmm. shown us some beautiful pictures and videos. Crazy, and, you know, I'm really, um, I'm super excited for you, JR, dude. Like, it's awesome. And I'm glad that, you know, in the process of your planning to leave, that you were open about that experience you were having with the people around you. Because as a result, they were able to make things work and change it up a little bit. So it's a, you know, more of a role that fits you and that's that's awesome because i
2: mean it's it's a blessing man it was a it was a blessing yeah my goal was to get a uh uh recovery revolution showdown in the sorrow when we get it going yeah you gotta get passports right man
3: but you know you're you, closed mouths don't get fed is all I'm saying so it's good that you were
2: yeah
3: it's you know you're making you're making right. real connections you're not just over there like putting on a front. And then battling with like, why am I here? I don't, I'm not feeling this and not sharing it with people. You're being real. So then people yeah, are. I mean,
2: when you, when you, when you really dig into it, you, you find <clears> your <throat> truth, you know, the things that you can't compromise on. And it's like, you know, you, you find your, your purpose, I, I guess. And then it's like, uh, Ooh, you got the video ready, Coney. I'm ready. Damn Skippy. And yes, bridge
3: bipolar Minnesota weather, got to love
1: Bipolar it. diagnosis on Minnesota. Bridge, yeah. you got to get Connie on your show.
3: Yeah. Dude, right. you've been an awesome guest, Connie. Let's run, let's run this video. Guys, away. I'm
1: truly honored to be here, man. I hope this is the first time of a lot of experiences with you guys.
2: Hey, you can take my spot next Amen. week. <laughs>
1: yes.
0: All right, here we go. Video.
2: That's awesome. Dude, that's amazing! Wow. First off, how do they get a cell phone in the joint, <laughs> guys? That's, that's amazing,
1: it, it, dude. It cost money, man. But <laughs> believe me, when you start, when we, when you stop killing people inside yeah. and you stop smuggling drugs and everything, you 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 take care of those kind of things. And that was the phone from what which I I did the interviews with a, with a chef. During my my staying over there, and actually that was one of the of the most relevant aspects, guys. When the chef found out that I was that I was uh, put it in jail, he said, "I mean, I cannot judge him. I, I like him as a person, and I will give him a chance. If I need to do the interviews from jail, smuggling in a cell phone, I don't care. That will be most inter- the most interesting part of the of absolutely. the entire absolutely."
2: Yeah, I think Connie, I think you were just invited on another show with uh, the
1: yes. Oh, that would be are, amazing, guys.
3: Are you free on Sunday? She says,
1: That's the guys. on Sunday at, at what time, bridge. I, I would love it. I, I'm not sure about this Sunday because I'm trip, I'm, I'm doing a trip to Nosada, but it depends on the time, bridge. Yeah, she
2: does a uh, kiss recovery.
1: I would love to bridge. If if we can do it next Sunday, for sure I can be there. But this Sunday it depends on the time because Nosara is five hours away, the beach. So I'm I'm gonna be back here probably at the at late in the evening. Well, look at that! All hooked look that. up. Look at
2: that internet sensation. <laughs> I told <laughs> you I was gonna make you famous,
3: man. Shit. <laughs> 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 yeah. if only we had that kind of power right right? (laughs) but then would you want that you know like yeah i know know?
2: yeah we just watched uh a star is born man and and i I don't know if i can handle that lifestyle dude freaking you couldn't do anything without someone wanting to take a picture with you or you know I don't know I don't know how you do it Jason being a recovery superstar. You and ag Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey Cody. Cody, I met I met Jason down in uh, Las Vegas what about 2 years ago for a yeah. moment of recovery. Yeah. Everybody knew this guy.
1: I'm like hey, guys, by the way, you can you can uh, JR, you can give re- g- 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 Bridge my yeah. contact because I would love to join her show for sure.
2: <laughs> Absolutely
1: cool yeah i was no, i will be it, it, honored guys i mean in the in the soar book which is a mystic book uh, they say whomever save one life will save the entire world yeah mm-hmm. absolutely so the if ripple we can effect contribute, guys exactly it's a chain effect if we can contribute with us with our testimony a story to to put someone in recovery man we're going to together we're going to save the yeah. entire world yeah,
3: stand yeah. up for recovery, bro.
1: I want <laughs> mine. I want mine.
3: I think yours is just one of those things you have to like stare at it for a while and then it like <laughs> comes into focus. <laughs> <laughs> That's a called a yeah. stereogram.
2: Hey, hey, you guys should have wear your Costa Rica Re- Re- recovery shirts. They got them, Kone. I have one. I, I do. Know. I have my have Pure have Vita. Pure
3: yeah, Pure Vita. 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 You know it's funny? My work makes me change my password uh, for all my stuff like every three months. And my most recent password is Pure Vita 2022. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Hey, it's, hey, it's, uh, hey,
2: what account was that? Was that your bank account?
3: <laughs> no, no, it's for my
2: <laughs> it's for my
3: work uh to get into like the the time tracker and the the uh, Fast field, which is like for <laughs> forms and stuff that we have to fill out. Job hazard analysis, boring stuff. You don't want none of it.
1: Guys, as JR knows, like I love, I mean, life is true magic, man. For, yeah. for us, that we can tell the story from this side of the road, mm-hmm. man. Amen. I'm so grateful about everything that happened because it made us the persons we are today. I have one one element that I want to show you guys that it's true magical, like like Kathy's story. You're gonna love it, man. Can you give me like five seconds? I'll be yeah. right back. Yeah, sure. And let me
2: give a big shout out to Michael Rose and Charlie. They were the uh, the, the guitarists and the uh, the keyboardists in the video.
3: Right on. So yeah, they Michael, also come at-
2: to the center to uh, give guitar lessons, and, and I, I've been I've been tempted to do it. You want to learn
0: one song?
3: One song. You won't be. Oh, look at that! Oh.
2: Look at that baby.
0: Oh, we're going full screen. We're going full screen, oh, guys.
1: Let me introduce you to Macha, which means blondie in 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 Spanish. Macha. Macha. I rescued this cat, or on the contrary, she rescued, she rescued me yeah. in prison, guys. And I became such a, a friend of the of the director of the prison that they when they released me, she was living with me in my bed. He allowed me to adopt her. Oh, wow. Wow. So now she lives with me since then. That is wow. awesome! <laughs> wow, amazing,
2: so cool. <laughs> what a
1: cutie! Bridge,
2: I'll shoot you over uh, Kone's contact information after the show. <laughs> didn't I? Hey, didn't I tell you guys that you're gonna love this dude?
3: Yeah, yeah, you did, and uh, I agree. I agree, Kone. I love you. I love you
1: too, my man. I love, love you, you too, and I admire very much, man. What what you guys do. I I think we're we're brothers, we're warriors in the same army, man. Amen. Which is we do recover, man. There's Amen. an opportunity, a second chance for all of us. You that are listening from home, there's a chance for you also. There's a chance. Uh,
3: dude, yeah, you weren't dinging very much, but
0: I I, I was focused, man. I was like you drawn are. into the story.
3: He you are a good storyteller, brother, I'll tell you that. So what should we, uh, should we end it? It seemed like a really good
1: end.
2: Yeah, a really Heath. great show.
1: It has been an amazing show, guys. I'm super excited and Absolutely. truly honored. Thank, Thank you very you. much for the invitation, guys. Thank Thank you, I'll see
2: you tomorrow. Oh, no, wait, you're leaving uh, tomorrow morning,
1: right? I'm leaving tomorrow morning to Nozada. I'm going to stay over there the weekend, and I will see you on Monday.
2: Okay, yeah, I gotta go down there on the 21st to
3: meet somebody. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know what? Screw it. I'm gonna go to Nosada for the weekend.
1: (laughs) There's no no snow over there. I will send you pictures. (laughs) Hell yeah. Hell yeah.
2: All right, guys.
1: Much love and respect, guys. Have a great day. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in.
2: See you on next Thursday. Thank you,
0: everybody. We appreciate you guys coming on and watching the show with us tonight. If you guys are watching us on YouTube, please be sure to subscribe to the channel, turn on your notifications so you know when we go live, which is every Thursday night. And uh, Jason, you have a podcast of your own, don't you, sir? Yeah,
3: it's called The Way Out Podcast. I get to do it. I get the pleasure to do it with my good friend, Charles Lavore. He's a creator and producer. Uh, I'm a co-host, but we... We switch hit interviews and we share powerful recovery stories. And sometimes we do episodes where we unpack uh, recovery power topics, you know, common stumbling blocks and things of that nature. Try to give people practical wisdom and uh, tools that they can pick up and use today right now to help find or strengthen their recovery. And then there's also the way out playlist. It's uh, exclusively on Spotify. It's a curated list of music yeah it is noise it's curated list by all of our guests uh, of songs that symbolize recovery to them so check it out
0: noise noise, noise. and i morsels. also do my own yeah I was, you stole my thunder as <laughs> as your co-host slash creator of the way out podcast coined it morsels of recovery i do 30 Thirty-ish minute episodes. Uh, I'm actually on a little break right now, but I'm gonna start back up at the beginning of February. So no episodes for the next couple of weeks. Taking a little bit of time off to spend with my with my family. The wife and I just had a new baby a couple of weeks ago, so just trying to take a little break, spend some time with them, and then I'm gonna jump back into it. But. In the meantime, there's a hundred and I don't remember like 130 or 140 episodes. So there's plenty of content out there. If you guys are looking for some morsels of recovery, check out recovery survey as well. And we also (laughs) noise. Noise. We also (laughs) release this live stream as an audio broadcast as well. So if you guys are more into the podcast thing or you can't sit there and watch it the whole time, but you still want to hear it, you can find the recovery revolution live podcast. podcast version wherever you find your podcast so uh yeah thank you guys for tuning in tonight and we will see you guys next week noise <laughs> <laughs> remember guys progress not perfection, not perfection.